Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Coinbase wants to let a thousand Web3 flowers bloom by launching its own Layer 2 network. The new iPhone specs have leaked. Apple might have made a big breakthrough in blood glucose monitoring. Satellite telephony continues to be a busy space, weirdly enough. And the reviews of the Galaxy S23 lineup. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Coinbase has launched BASE, a Layer 2 network using Optimism's OP stack, offering access to Ethereum, Solana, and others. Not sure what that means? Well, let me explain. This is them incubating their own Layer 2 network, even though they're not getting into the token-issuing game themselves. In a way, they're just trying to make a neutral, decentralized crypto. This is a play to seed a Web3 ecosystem. Quoting Coindesk, Coinbase is joining Optimism as a core developer on the open-source OP stack, a developer toolkit for the Optimism network, the firm said. However, Base will not be limited to Ethereum. It will also provide easy and secure access to Layer 2 networks such as Optimism, as well as other blockchain ecosystems like Solana. Today, we're excited to announce the testnet launch of Base, an Ethereum Layer 2 network, offering a secure, low-cost, developer-friendly way for anyone anywhere to build decentralized apps or dApps, on-chain, Will Robinson, Vice President of Engineering at Coinbase, told Coindesk. We're incubating base inside of Coinbase, leveraging the last decade of our experience building crypto products, and plan to progressively decentralize the chain over time, Robinson added. Coinbase has no plans to issue a new network token. Testnets are testing environments that mimic real-world blockchain usage. Layer 2 refers to separate blockchains built on top of Layer 1s or base blockchains that reduce bottlenecks with scaling and data and are generally much faster and cheaper. Coinbase would allow developers to directly integrate their product with base and provide fiat on-ramps, targeting an estimated 110 million verified users and $80 billion in assets on the platform in the Coinbase ecosystem. We encourage them to start on base, but go everywhere. We see base as a bridge for users into the crypto economy, Robinson said. It's an easy-to-use default on-chain experience with access to products on other chains, end quote. Meanwhile, Coinbase also announced the Base Ecosystem Fund, which will invest in and supports early-stage projects building on base that meet determined investment criteria, end quote. Quoting our friend Alex Willem on Twitter, hyper curious about this move, kind of a long-term move by Coinbase to try and grow the overall crypto market so that its role as a central hub for U.S. market becomes more valuable over time, end quote. It's that time of year again. Leaked iPhone 15 CAD files reveal a larger 6.2-inch display for the upcoming lineup, dynamic island, USB-C charging, as everyone has rumored, and more. Quoting 9to5Mac. One of the most notable changes is that the iPhone 15 will ditch the notch for a dynamic island instead. This is a feature that was introduced on the iPhone 14 Pro models last year, and it consists of an oval-shaped cutout at the top of the screen that hides the front camera and face ID sensors. The dynamic island seems to be making its way to all four iPhone models, as it's unlikely that Apple would choose to have outdated technology on the larger size of their newest flagship phones. Another change that we spotted on the CAD files is that the iPhone 15 will finally adopt USB Type-C as its charging port. This is something that many users have been asking for for years, 
as USB-C is more versatile and compatible than Lightning is. USB-C can also support faster charging and data transfer speeds than Lightning. Apple does seem to be keeping the classic dual camera setup for the standard iPhone. The third camera and LiDAR still seem to be exclusive to the Pro Model iPhones. The CAD files also show that the iPhone 15 will have a new display size of 6.2 inches, which is slightly larger than most recent base model iPhones, except for the iPhone 14 Plus and 14 Pro Max, of course. The display resolution and refresh rate are unknown at this point, but we expect them to be similar to those of the iPhone 14 models. One thing that we noticed missing from the CAD files are capacitive buttons, which were rumored to be coming to some iPhone models this year. However, it seems like capacitive buttons are only available on the iPhone 15 Pro models this year, as the iPhone 15 still has physical buttons like every previous iPhone, end quote. Also, this is a potentially longer-term Apple scoop. Mark Gurman says, Apple hit major milestones in a Steve Jobs-era project to develop non-invasive blood glucose monitoring, part of its Alphabet X-like exploratory design group, quoting Bloomberg. If perfected, such a breakthrough would be a boon to diabetics and help cement Apple as a powerhouse in healthcare. Adding the monitoring system to the Apple Watch, the ultimate goal, would also make that device an essential item for millions of diabetics around the world. There's still years of work ahead, but the move could upend a multi-billion dollar industry. Roughly 1 in 10 Americans have diabetes, and they typically rely on a device that pokes the skin for a blood sample. There are also patches from Dexcom, Inc., and Abbott Laboratories that are inserted into the skin but need to be replaced about every two weeks. Apple is taking a different approach using a chip technology known as silicon photonics and a measurement process called optical absorption spectroscopy. The system uses lasers to emit specific wavelengths of light into the area below the skin where there is interstitial fluid, substances that leak out of capillaries that can be absorbed by glucose. The light is then reflected back to the sensor in a way that indicates the concentration of glucose. An algorithm then determines a person's blood glucose level. Hundreds of engineers are working on the project as part of Apple's Exploratory Design Group, or XDG, a previously unreported effort akin to X, the moonshot division of Alphabet. It's one of the most covert initiatives at the famously secretive Apple. Even fewer people are involved in it than the company's self-driving car undertaking, overseen by the Special Projects Group, or the Mixed Reality Headset, which is being developed by its technology development group." End quote. Reuters has seen a letter from the U.S. Copyright Office saying a graphic novel's images that were generated using the AI tool Midjourney should not have been granted copyright protection. Quote, Zarya of the Dawn, author Chris Kashtanova, is entitled to a copyright for the parts of the book Kashtanova wrote and arranged, but not for the images produced by Midjourney, the office said in its letter dated Tuesday. The decision is one of the first by a U.S. court or agency on the scope of copyright protection for works created with AI and comes amid the meteoric rise of generative AI software like Midjourney, Dolly, and ChatGPT. The Copyright Office said in its letter that it would reissue the registration for Zarya of the Dawn to omit images that, quote, are not the product of human authorship, end quote, and therefore cannot be copyrighted. Kashtanova on Wednesday called it great news that the office allowed copyright protection for the novel's story and the way the images were arranged, which Kashtanova said covers a lot of uses for the people in the AI art community. Kashtanova said they were considering how best to press ahead with the argument that the images themselves were a, quote, direct expression of my creativity and therefore copyrightable. 
Mid-Journey General Counsel Max Sills said the decision was a great victory for Chris, Mid-Journey, and artists, and that the Copyright Office is clearly saying that if an artist exerts creative control over an image-generating tool like Mid-Journey, the output is protectable, end quote. Mid-Journey is an AI-based system that generates images based on text prompts entered by users. Cashanova wrote the text of Zarya of the Dawn, and Mid-Journey then created the book's images based on prompts. The Copyright Office told Cashanova in October it would reconsider the book copyright registration because the application did not disclose Midjourney's role. The office said on Tuesday that it would grant copyright protection for the book's text and the way Cashanova selected and arranged its elements, but it said Cashanova was not the mastermind behind the images themselves. Quote, the fact that Midjourney's specific output cannot be predicted by users makes Midjourney different for copyright purposes than other tools used by artists, the letter said, end quote. Yesterday, Spotify jumped on the current bandwagon, announcing that AI DJ feature. Now they want to jump on the old bandwagon. Spotify is testing token-enabled playlists, letting some NFT holders connect their wallets and listen to curated music starting on Android in select countries. Now, you might feel like I was being snarky by saying old bandwagon stuff, but to be honest, music and artist rights and content management, that's always where I felt the sweet spot for NFT adoption could be. Quoting Coindesk, Currently, the service is available to token holders within the Fluff, Moonbirds, Kingship, and Overlord communities. The curated playlist will be actively updated during the three-month testing period and can only be accessed by community members via a unique link. Web3 Gaming and Media Universe Overlord tweeted on Wednesday that holders of its lizard-themed Creeps NFT project can connect their Web3 wallet on Spotify to access the project's community-curated Invasion playlist. Universal Music Group's NFT band Kingship also shared that it had created a token-gated playlist for NFT holders featuring Queen, Missy Elliott, Snoop Dogg, and Led Zeppelin. According to the screenshot, NFT holders can connect to their MetaMask, Trust Wallet, Rainbow, Ledger Live, or Zerion wallets. The global streaming platform, which has over 489 million users, has previously experimented with integrating NFTs into its service. In May 2022, Spotify allowed a select group of artists, including Steve Aoki and the Wombats, to promote NFTs on their profiles. Meanwhile, a number of Web3 music platforms have cropped up to decentralize the music listening experience. Audius, for example, is a crypto-linked streaming service that allows users to earn audio token rewards for interacting with its app, while Royal and another block allow creators to sell music royalties as fractionalized NFTs, end quote. I'm going to a big AI startup demo day here in the city tomorrow, and I will 100% be decked out in Mack Weldon clothing. Why? Well, Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. That's their air knit underwear. Crazy, comfortable, but elevated sweatpants, the Ace Collection. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads, the Silver Peak Polo. That's my personal fave. And ultra-soft antimicrobial tees for when you need to stay fresh longer, their Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. 
Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code RIDE. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code RIDE. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. Samsung has announced a standardized 5G non-terrestrial network, or NTN modem, that will enable two-way communication between smartphones and satellites. Quoting Engadget. There was speculation that Samsung could use smartphone-to-satellite technology in its Galaxy S23, much like Apple has for iPhone 14, but that didn't happen in the end. Now the company has unveiled a new standardized 5G NTN non-terrestrial network modem that will enable two-way communication between smartphones and satellites. The technology will allow users to send and receive calls, text messages, and data without the need for a cellular network and will be integrated into Samsung's future Exynos chips. The aim is to allow people in mountains, deserts, or other remote areas to communicate with others in critical situations. 5G NTN conforms to third-generation partnership project 3GPP release 17 standards, meaning it works with traditional communication services from chip manufacturers, smartphone makers, and telecoms. However, Samsung indicated that the tech could eventually be used to transmit high-definition photos and even video on top of texts and calls. It simulated the tech using its Exynos Modem 5300 platform to accurately predict satellite locations and minimize frequency offsets caused by Doppler shift, the company said. That will help pave the way for hybrid terrestrial NTN networks in preparation for the arrival of 6G said Samsung VP Mingu Kim. At CES 2023, Qualcomm unveiled Snapdragon Satellite, technology that would allow smartphones to send messages when no cellular signal is available. It'll work in smartphones that have both the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 chipset and X70 modem system, plus some additional radios. Since Samsung's Galaxy S23 has both chips, it was thought the device may offer satellite communication technology to match Apple's iPhone 14. However, Samsung Mobile Experience VP TM Rowe said it wasn't the best moment, as satellite functionality is still fairly limited. When there is the right timing, infrastructure, and technology is ready, then of course for Samsung Galaxy, for our mobile division, we would also actively consider adopting this feature as well, he told CNET in an interview, end quote. Finally today, since we're there... Reviews of the Galaxy S23 and S23 Plus from The Verge, of course. 
They say much improved battery life, sensibly sized, and top-notch performance as expected, but the 3X telephoto lens is short, and Samsung's One UI is, well, remains average. Quote, Say you're in the U.S. and shopping for a fancy Android phone. You don't want something over the top or a phone that folds in half, but you do want plenty of bells and whistles. Which one should you buy? In any of the past few years, the answer would have been easy. Just get the Samsung S-series phone. This year, it's a little more complicated. That's because Google has produced some worthy competitors that are putting on the pressure. They have the high-end touches that previous Pixel phones lacked, like a high-res display, premium build quality, and a flagship-level chipset, the kind of stuff you can count on getting from an S-series Galaxy phone, but for a little less money. While Google has been catching up, Samsung appears to have gotten comfortable. There's very little that's new about the S23 and S23 Plus. Updated chipsets, bigger batteries, and a rear panel makeover that brings them into the same family visually as the S23 Ultra. This is not a run-out and upgrade year by any means. Despite the sameness of the S23 series and the added pressure from Google, Samsung remains the category winner, however. For some people, the Pixel 7 will be a better choice, but overall, the Galaxy S23 and S23 Plus are the best high-end Android phones for most people in the U.S. However, that recommendation comes with a list of caveats, and I think the ball is in Samsung's court to come up with something special next time around. As things stand, the 6.1-inch S23 is the best reasonably-sized Android phone on the market in the U.S., partly because almost every other Android phone sold here is gigantic. But it's also a really good device. With a battery that gets through a full day more comfortably than its predecessor, the Pixel 6a is another option, and it's a damn good deal for what you get, but it's not a flagship phone. However, the situation is less cut and dried for the S23+, Plus, with the Pixel 7 Pro hovering right over its shoulder. Both include 256GB of storage for $999, the 7 Pro is currently marked down to $849, and the Pixel offers 12GB of RAM compared to the S23 Plus's 8GB for that same price. You also get a more useful 5X telephoto camera, a better out-of-the-box software experience, and a slightly bigger high-res screen. For anyone who doesn't want to fuss with Samsung software and wants the absolute most screen you can get for your money, the 7 Pro is a better choice. I still think most people would be happier, though, with the S23+. Plus. Performance from the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 is very impressive, and I have a lot of faith in it holding up after years of OS upgrades. Google's custom Tensor G2 processor is also highly capable, but it's a bit more of a wild card. Samsung also promises one more OS upgrade than Google does, which is weird, but also a point in favor of the S23+. Plus, end quote. All right, as I said, sorry this is coming out a few hours late, as I warned you yesterday. Back to the regular posting schedule tomorrow, so talk to you then.